side. An open road is no place to hide. There's no turning back when you put it in drive. Roll, roll, roll if you want it the most. Roll, roll, roll if you're ready to go. All these horses need to run. So let them run wild. Members of the PHFFL, Commission Conlin, coming at you guys down in Tuck's Pub. Not on a Thursday, not on a Friday, not even on a Saturday. One of those rare Sunday morning, it's almost 1130 here, Sunday morning, Race of Three podcast episodes. That's right, about 1130, sitting here. Got the red zone on. They got the pregame on. On Fox. Is there another pregame that really even exists? For whatever reason, I don't know if it's a song that they have or those little, just the cast of people that they have on their pregame or the little robot things. But Fox, just the Fox production, Fox pregame, games on Fox. I've always always had a soft spot in my heart, so that's what I like to tune into. And you know what? That's what they put in on the red zone to... It's hard to believe 10 weeks down, we're entering into the 11th week of the PHFFL season. Man, just thinking about that, that just makes me want to practice a little bit of tradition here and crack a cold one. Uh, You might have heard the little extra sound of nitrogen being released there. That's because I'm pouring myself a little Guinness here. You know, I got to go ahead and drop this into a proper guinness pint glass oh i'm sure that's picking up some good audio here too i saw a guy in the airport pour these one time and he just pours it very vertically just straight up and down so that's what i do now monkey see monkey do kind of thing there we go pour 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 it's that time of year i think the old garage fridge though just looking at how this beer is poured and what it's doing it's that time of year where i think the old garage fridge don't have insulation out in that garage so drywalled but heaven forbid there had been insulation put in there so this time of year when it starts getting cold 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 you guys all know here in god's country iowa we've been unseasonably cold here in november thus far if that's snow warming up today 40 and sunny um the old garage fridge beers kind of start freezing out there the way this poured i could tell it was on the cusp of starting to get a little frozen here that's all right. Let's let it settle here, and we'll wet the whistle. Um, in the meantime, while I'm letting this wait and settle. You know, I just said we're 10 weeks down. We're going into the 11th week. That means this is our last standard week of matchups. So it's important for everyone to understand. No, one, trade deadline's already passed. We'll get to that in transaction corner. So that came and went. No one can make any more transactions in terms of trades until we get through the rest of the PHFL season here. So that's done and over with matchups after this everyone's had a chance to play everybody once so to keep things semi-even and not as random i guess make sure we have some method to the madness of how our matchups are selected we implemented the idea of what we consider standings week here in phffl is stuff like that what makes the, the phffl the best fantasy league known to man absolutely that's what we're out here doing standings week so again what will it be Week 12, 13, 14, there will be a very special selection of who you play on those weeks. So going into week 12, it will simply be a intra-division standings week. So essentially, Pigskin Power will play Pigskin Power. 
Gridiron Gorillas will play Gridiron Gorillas. So it's going to be a little brother-on-brother blood bath is what that's going to be. Hold on here. Guinness has settled. Let's wet the whistle. Ah, yeah, that is a good morning beer. Nice and velvety. Ah, don't hate that at all. That's a good way to start an NFL and a PHFL Sunday off. So whereas I, oh yeah, standings week. So week 12 will be intra-division bloodbath, brother v. brother. Number one in pigskin power will go against number two. Number three will go against number four. Number five will go against number six. Exact same song and dance in the gridiron gorillas. The next week, we're going against divisions. The de facto, my favorite week of the PHFL season. No questions asked. This is where we put us up against our arch rivals. Grids, gridiron gorillas versus pigskin power. You know, we duke it out all season long. We duke it out at the football game. And then we duke it out here in week 13 in standings week where one goes verse one, two verse two, three verse three, all the way down six verse six. A lot goes on there. Those two weeks, huge playoff implications, obviously, because you're always playing somebody that is right there next to you in the standings, hence the name standings week. And then reminder, this year, as voted on in the rules session from this summer, this week 13 standings week, so when we have Pigskin Power versus Gridiron Gorillas, we've always had a little something extra on the line to give it a little extra joy, a little extra fun. Historically, that's been the losing team has to bring the beers uh, to the following event that summer. Reality is we don't drink as much as we used to. We don't necessarily need the need for six cases of beer anymore. So what we're going to do, we're just going to say, hey, a case of beer, roughly, that's $20, let's say. Now what's going to happen is the losing division, each one of those six members has to put 20 additional dollars into the pot that gets paid out to the champion this year. So that's an extra 120 bucks that sits on top of that 250 bucks that goes directly into the pot to go to the winner. Um, it's going to be big. It's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. Open invite um well let me actually get to that so then we'll go to week 14 last week of the regular season in the phfl this standings week is a little bit different this is one where we have the draft so whoever is sitting at the one seed at that point in time they're going to be able to look at everyone that's out there and available and determine who they want to play whether that's the 12th seed whether that's a fringe team that maybe they don't want to see get in the playoffs like someone that's in the sixth seed or seventh seed or maybe they really want to challenge themselves and try to knock someone out that's at a buy. Really, that one seed has a choice. And then we just cascade down draft style to see who everybody plays. So by far, my favorite weeks. Um, Pigskin Power for Great Island is definitely my favorite. So just like last year, open invite one of those back to standings weeks. Uh, we will certainly have a watch party here at Commission Conlon's house. We'll try to get the sports book environment going down in the basement so it's either going to be that one on week 13 which it was last year when we have again my favorite week going on or it's going to be week 14 the contingencies on that so the bucks play the saints on monday night football i did buy tickets for that game many many moons ago i um, haven't bought plane tickets yet so it's just really a matter of if um commission conlon is gone in florida for that if not i'll have everyone over I am gone. Week 14 is when we will have the standings week. So go ahead, 
pencil it in, put it on the books. Right now, one of these two weeks, I'll get it finalized. I'll get put out the Facebook Messenger for everybody. Really, those are the housekeeping items. I'm jazzed up. Um, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Regular season's winding down, but now we're really getting the playoff atmosphere of the PHFFL, and we will be in the playoffs soon enough, which is a ton of fun, no doubt about it. You know, I think that is everything that I have for housekeeping items. So really just remember, standing weeks are coming up, and there will be money on the line in that week 13 matchup. So bring your best that week. Let me wet the whistle and excitement for the upcoming standings week. <sighs> Don't worry, Tommy Hall, though. Myself and the boys of fall are jazzed up for standings week. We're not looking past you. We're not looking past our final regular week this week. All eyes are on you. All eyes are on the prize for this given week. Let's go ahead and get into a little bit of transaction corner. So as I had mentioned, our waiver wire, excuse me, not our waiver wire, but our trade deadline was Friday morning at 2 a.m. So essentially Thursday night, Dan and I, we set an over under of two and a half on the last week episode in terms of transactions that would take place the Thursday of our trade deadline. You know, I had mentioned on that that, hey, I think we'll probably hit the under on that just because there had been so many trades that already transpired. And that ended up being the case. There was only one trade that went through and was done. And long behold, it was the guy that needs trades like a freaking addict needs a needle in a vein. Dan, sinners like me, he's out there wheeling and dealing again with another owner who has been very, very active in building draft equity to try to help his team future forward. I'm talking sinners like me and Nate the Great's honk if you're hard man. There was a trade of, I believe, the number one fantasy defense thus far in the year. The Patriots getting shipped over to centers like me. In return, centers like me shared a little draft equity back his way with a second round pick. So really, all things considered, like what Nate's doing there and what looks to be a chock full 2023 class. Nate's going out getting more and more draft equity. In this case, for a defense, you know what? I like what Stan's doing here, too, because when he's out there even looking and evaluating defenses, you know, he's here. He means business, and he's going after it. So, yes, they are the number one position ranked D on the year. Um, it reminds me, I want to say, one of the championship runs I went on, I had the Patriots D in, like, their really, really historic year where they were just, like, it was not unusual for them to be, like, scoring me 20 points a week. Right now, this team's throwing up an average of 12.7. So, you know, Dan, he's evaluating his team from top to bottom, and he's all in on a championship run this year. Got to love it. That's the only trade that went down. Nice work out of you, too. Other than that, we just have the waiver wires that transacted on as well on Thursday morning. So let me go ahead go through this. Looks like they ran about 3.18 a.m. this time around. Uh, we'll go through. We got a defense. We got a kicker. We got show me where you shit from picking up Jimmy GQ. So I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, show me where you shit from has TB12. The Bucks are on by. So I'm assuming Jimmy Garoppolo is getting plugged in here to line up. We'll get there when we do the look ahead. Keep going through here. Their dirty van super punters are picking themselves up. Ben Skoranek, the wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams, dropping Chase Edmonds, running back at Denver. Ben Skoranek is now a 
interesting name to say the least uh much to malk daddy chagrin and the revenge tour cooper cup had a high ankle sprain a bad high ankle sprain is more than likely done for the rest of this year um so a little trade not trade but a little text right here there's back and forth i think maybe it was Adam Schefter had put out there. I don't know. Someone had put some tweet out there saying Cooper Cup is expected to miss the rest of the regular season. So sucks for Mouth Daddy, but now everyone's out there trying to find a hey, who's going to help take up some of those targets. I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup was a target monster, got a lot of looks his way. Dirty Van Super Punters is laying their bet on at least who was available out there and Ben Skoranek, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Interested to see if that helps down the stretch at all keep going through speaking of the revenge tour they saw enough of the russell wilson experience you know they needed to fill in quarterback on a bye week with lamar jackson out they said enough is enough i saw him go up against tennessee titans only score 19 points he's only position ranked 22 on the year plus he just lost jerry judy for likely some amount of time not liking that you know what i do like though i'm gonna go and get the handcuff to my Tight end that I just lost in Zach Ertz, and I'm going to go out and get myself a little bit of Trey McBride action to fill in there for the Cardinals. And in his tight end spot, potentially, Trey McBride was the first tight end off the board this year. I want to say he was a second-round pick. Let me look here. Trey McBride um, draft pick. See if we could fold up here. 55th overall, so he was, in fact, a second-round pick of the Cardinals. So it'll be interesting to see how he plugs in, how he does down the stretch here. We'll keep scrolling through what else we want to bring. A lot of kickers, a lot of kickers getting picked up, getting dropped. Um, keep going, keep going. Um, man, this guy just hot, hungry, and ha ha, Harris, Mike Gusecki. I don't know. I think the league just makes me want to keep reliving our terrible, terrible take on that. Really, so see zero reason on why Quinners just did that. I mean, the guy's coming off a 1.3 week, a 5.1 point week, and now he's on his week 11 bye. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But you know, maybe he he was just he just saw that week six game against Minnesota and said, "Hey, this guy's the real deal. I want him on my squad," and went out and got him. Keep going up through here. Oh, what do we have to bring to the folks at home? It looks like, you know, Russell Wilson was not on the waiver wire for wrong for long. Just this past morning, Alex chasing greatness. He goes up and he says, you know what? I want myself a little Russell Willie Wilson. I think it's probably because if you guys didn't see it, who Alex that had to hurt, you know, Kyle Murray ended up getting ruled out with his hamstring. You unfortunately left him in his lineup, in your lineup, ended up costing you the dub last week. You're in a push to get one of those bye weeks. Buys are instrumental in the PHFFL and getting to a championship. Now you at least have a quarterback to plug in if Kyle Murray does, in fact, get ruled out again this week. Fortunately, it's Russell, Willie, Wilson. I don't know how exciting that is, but we'll see. Maybe you can turn it around this week. Keep going through here. Malk Daddy, he just straight up is dropping Zach Ertz. Long-term injury says, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to go out and get myself a little bit of Julio Jones, and hopefully Julio Jones can be impactful down the stretch for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well as the Revenge Tour. Had himself that nice touchdown in Germany against the Seahawks. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that Germany game, but it was pretty epic. The fans were freaking crazy. They're all singing, 
Um, oh, hey, Country Roads, take me home. As you guys all know, it, Country Road takes me homes in this league. Uh, we'll see if Julio can keep it together. Every time he gets the ball and every time he hits the ground, he always just looks like he's hurt. So I have temper expectation, Mount Daddy. But you know what? When you lose Cooper Cup, I don't mind the thought process there. I think going through the rest of transaction corner, really there's nothing else I want to bring except for Dirty Van Super Punters picked up a guy that I don't even know of, but he has just a bad-ass name. Trey McKitty. Trey McKitty. Trey McKitty sounds like he should be on the Tomcats. McKitty, come here, McKitty, McKitty, McKitty. Meow. Yep, that seems like a Tomcats player. Tommy B, get on the phone. Win the trades. Open back up Powerhouse Fantasy Football League and see if you can't pick yourself up. A little Trey McKitty. All jokes beside, I'm assuming Trey McKitty is getting picked up here because of Gerald Everett being ruled out this past week. Um, don't necessarily know what Gerald Everett's long-term status is, but I do know he's banged up and he's been ruled out for this week. So Dirty Van Super Punter is just trying to find the tight end that is hopefully going to get some targets and be the apple of the eye of now my boy, Justin Herbert. And I believe their game is played in Mexico City this week, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. That is Transaction Corner, a beautiful, lovely Transaction Corner. Not nearly as many trades as we had last week, so we're able to make that thing go pretty damn quick. You know what? We do got to pause here. I'm going to wet the whistle here. Got a little drop for you guys because we have a little bit of mail in the mailbag. Into the mailbag, we've got long-time listener, and longtime caller, you already know who I'm talking about, Nate the Great himself. He writes in and he says, Mailbag, if you were a quarterback in the NFL, what would be your hard count? Give the listeners your best hard count to get the defense to jump off sides. Whew, that is a great question. Hindsight, you know, last week I know Dan and I we got a little carried away. Um, hindsight, I wish I would have done this with a guest. So we could have got a couple versions of this. You know what? This might be a question that is a gift that keeps on giving. I think as I have guests come on, that should go into the housekeeping items too. So I know um, just through the scheduling and whatnot, there's been some owners that haven't had the opportunity to, to get on the show this year. I know you guys are all dying to get on the greatest, greatest podcast there is about fantasy football, about the greatest fantasy football league there is so we'll make sure that there's opportunities presented to those owners throughout standings week and throughout the playoffs you know what this might just be a new a new thing that i bring to the show and ask my co-hosts to do just show what they got um with that let me think here just a little bit actually let me wet my whistle while i think here and then we'll just hop right into it red Red, red dog, red dog, red dog in a can, red dog in a can, shotgun, red dog in a can, shot, I think that's what it would be. I, I would put it all around red dog, the beer. Um, that's, yep, that, that's what it would be. That is what my cadence would be. And you know what? Those freaking defense linemen, they'd just be shaking in their boots. They wouldn't know when to go. They wouldn't know when to come. They'd just be thinking about red dog, red dog in a can. They'd hop offside for sure. Red, red. Red dog, red dog, red dog in a can, red dog in a can, shotgun, red dog in a can. It's hot. Yep, that is what definitely the cadence would be. Let me wet the whistle here. 
Great question, Nate. I mean, go ahead, write in. Let me know what your what your cadence would be to get people to jump off sides. I mean, I think everyone would love to hear it. Co-host, I'm going to put you on the spot, future forward. You're going to have to answer that very same question. And with that, we'll go ahead, we'll put a bow on the mailbag, and then it is time to get into the meat of tonight's show. And as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by T&T Barbecue. Our meat is certainly dynamite, no doubt about that. What does T&T Dynamite have for a spread this week? So it's almost Thanksgiving, but we'll have a Thanksgiving recording episode, so we'll save that Thanksgiving turkey for a later date. Today it is going to be my old lady. She's making a little buffalo chicken chili today, like a white chili. So I'm going to say that is what it is. I don't know how to make this buffalo chicken chili, to be honest with you. But for the most part, what I've seen looks like we've got a little bit of heavy cream in there. We got some chicken in there. We got some buffalo sauce in there little bit of maybe Monterey Jack cheese, some veggies going on there. Make sure you have a bunch of buffalo sauce, um, some seasons in there to give it a nice little spice and make yourself a little buffalo chicken chili. Honestly, you're probably just hat off. Just go ahead and Google the stuff. It is definitely chili season. No doubt about it. So there you go. That is going to be the meat of night show is just a little bit of chili, buffalo chicken chili. So what do we have on the spread for you? You know what? You already know what's going to be. It's going to be the rewind. It's going to be a look ahead. And again, as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by the premier amateur barbecue circuit going T. No, it's not RGQ barbecue. No, it's not all meat matters barbecue. It's TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. In a battle to secure a top two pick, somebody call a doctor and hot, hungry, ha ha Harris went toe to toe. Plugging in Mac Hollins over Gabe Davis was a masterful play by Quinn, saving him 17 points. And Harris continued to be ho ho horrendous and scores 10. Christian Kirk and Dak Prescott has Harv sweating a bit, thinking he might lose a stranglehold on the pick. But Brevin Jordan, Sexy Rex Burkhead, and Robert Woods respond, combining for eight points. Somebody call the doctor. Takes a two-game lead on a top pick, losing 108 to 98. Honk if you hard man were trying their best to stay in the cellar dweller territory and had to like their odds going up against the Tomcats, who have their claws fully out, scratching their way to a playoff spot. CeeDee Lamb shelled out in a big way, scoring 38, and Geno Smith got his leader hosens on and scored 26 in Germany. Nate should have honked more than once because surprise blow-up games from Jeff Wilson and Paris Campbell ran right over the Tomcats, making them roadkill. Honk if your hard man hits the horn, 119 to 112. Chasing greatness and show me where you shit from played as if it was ass-eating season and they were looking for a mouthful. End of the day, it was Alex who threw on a bib and gets a healthy meal of sphincter after getting a goose egg on the quarterback line, starting the ruled-out Kyler Murray. Chasing Greatness drops a pivotal one as they fight for a bye, 91-88. to 88. Speaking of teams fighting for a playoff bye, Country Roads, Take Mahomes, couldn't make a mistake this week with nearly everyone but the kicker going off. Mahomes led the way with 43 points. Revenge Tour was on the receiving end of this onslaught and didn't get much help with both Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz exiting their games early. Ben evens up the standings with Mount Daddy in the pivotal win, 156-104. to 104. 
Jerry's kids have seen a field of opportunities thanks to Justin Fields, who continues his hot streak, getting four total tutties and 147 rushing yards for 45 fantasy points. Add on Dalvin cooking up 24 points and one of Jerry's real, real kids, Dalton Schultz, scoring 17. The Dirty Van Super Punters never really stood a chance. Despite big days from Tua, Justin Jefferson, and Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry's kids drop another in the win column, 143 to 119. Jalen Hurts, Donovan Smith, and Dallas Goddard made a huge comeback on Monday Night Football, giving the sinners like me a 5 one-hundredth of a point lead over the boys of fall. Both coaches were putting their headsets away and starting to look ahead to Week 11. When, wait, what could this be? A fumbled lateral from the hands of Devontae Smith takes the W away from sinners like me. A real dick deflator for Dan, an erection that lasted way longer than four hours for Kamish Conlon. No doctor visit required. Boys of fall, get the wild win. 138 to 134. There is your week 10 rewind between the cadences and that. Got to wet the whistle. Football has kicked off here. Nick Chubb has had a catch for about, I don't know, 15, 20 yards. Go boys fall. Go Nick Chubb. Ah, yeah. Got to wet that whistle. Wet, wet, wet that whistle. Oh, thank God for fancy football. And thank God for the DraftKings sports books. So when the Bucks are on by, don't know what to do. Feed Nick Chubb again. Now we'll give him four yards there. All right, you guys don't care about Nick Chubb, but you guys do care. And you're tuned in, and you want to know the thoughts of how Week 12 is going to break down. Let's open up the scoreboard here. Let's look at Week 12. What games have playoff implications? What plays? What games have NFL or PHFL draft implications. I'm going to have to hit the refresh on this bad boy here. Bear with me. Week 11. All right, here we go. And, you know, again, this is going to be one of those ones where I get an advantage for sure because there's already been Thursday night football. Now games are already away on Sunday at noon. Um, it's going to be tough for me. I'm going to be distracted watching this. Taylor Heineke just threw a, oh, should have thrown a would-be pick, but the Houston Texans defender just dropped it. Here we go. That's neither here or there. I'm going to try to stare at my computer. Stay focused on that and not focus on all of the great NFL action that's going on on this fine Sunday. Get through this content. Get this out to you guys so that I can sit here and I can just consume content all day long. Um, we'll go ahead. We'll start at the top. we got the boys of fall. First, Tomcats. This one does have playoff implications for sure, as the Tomcats being four and six, they're still on that playoff bubble. The boys of all six and four certainly aren't a lock. I mean, you talk about a win here, that will tighten things up quite a bit for the Tomcats and get them in that playoff field. Just to give you a concept, Tomcats, they're still hanging around. They say only an 11% playoff percent chance of doing it. They win this week. Go ahead, parlay a standings week into two victories in a row. Next thing you know, you're 500 and things are going to get dicey, dicey, dicey. So we will see right now they got to like what the box score shows. So they're currently up 77, 78 points to three points. We'll open up the box score here. I do know this was a team that was chalked full of people that went on Thursday night football. So, yes, they had Rodgers already go on Thursday night football. They had Derrick Henry go on Thursday night football as well as Alan Lazard, and their defense has already kicked off here as well. Um, 
that going up against the boys of fall who didn't have anyone go on Thursday night football, just starting to get in the swing of it. So right now though, the projections do show and say the Tomcats are going to win this thing 149 to 139. So two fairly high projections here. Let me go through here and scroll through this. Um, this is what I'll say. Oh, CD Lamb, he had a huge week last week. I think he comes down a little bit. Um, James Conner, you know, my takes on James Conner. I'm just not a huge fan of him. Kittle against Arizona could be pretty solid on the flip side of my end. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like, I won't really have – we won't have any feel really how this game goes. I only have two players going right now here at these noon kickoffs, and I have, like, two on Sunday Night Football and two on Monday. So we'll figure out this game. And they Tom Cats, I'm going to spank it. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to eat you up. I'm going to pull your heart out, unfortunately – your playoff dreams will be dashed and gone after this week. The boys of fall are going to cover that spread and get the W outright. Give me the boys of fall. You don't need to know anything other than that. The next matchup here, we've got the winless somebody called adapter going up against sinners like me. Sinners like me, five and five on that play in playoff bubbles. Think of this. Tomcats are four and six. And I said, what, 11% chance? The five and five sinners like me, the highest point scores. In the league, they are getting a big 75% chance to make the playoffs. I'll let you know what they think of the Tomcats, No, or excuse me, of centers like me, no doubt about it. Um, I don't really know what I have to say here. You know, Harv, appreciate you out here always setting this lineup, always out here grinding. You had to like Rashad White started popping off a little bit last week, helping maybe true up your halfback spots that are ugly for you. Cooper Cup is probably a plus for Allen Robinson there. Um, long story short, though, the, the centers like me, they're going to eat you up this week. Um, I don't know about covering that monstrous spread. We're talking a 60-point spread here. But you know what? Centers like me, they're going to take the W. They're going to move to one game over 500. And we'll move into the revenge tour going up against Hot Hungry and Ha Ha Harris. We got Mount Daddy going up against Quinners here. Um, we have an 112 points projected to Hot Hungry and Ha Ha Harris to 126 on the revenge tour. So the 7 3 revenge tour, no surprise, the heavy favorite here over the 2 and hate, 2 and 8 Hot Hungry and Ha Ha Harris. And man, I overestimated how tough this was going to be or i underestimate how tough this was going to be to try to do this try to do the show with red zone on the browns just scored a touchdown cooper cup that's big for jerry's kids the falcons are down there they're first and goal going up against dan's the bears um you got the colts underneath jeff saturday's leadership on third and goal Trying to pound it in. Jonathan Taylor already has 48 rushing yards. Speaking of this game, Mount Daddy has to – here you go. We'll give you a live update. Third and goal, two-yard line, man in motion. Jonathan Taylor gets the ball. Jonathan Taylor gets into the end zone for a touchdown. We'll be able to see this. And because of that, the Revenge Tour is going to win. They're going to take it. Yep, that's all I got to say. That is all I got to say. If you can't catch a theme here, the games are distracting me. I'm just kind of rushing through. Drake London just scored a touchdown. I mean, really, you guys should just tune in and listen to this live. You don't need to pay for an NFL Red Zone subscription. I can just sit here and tell you who's scoring all the time. You can tune in that way. Um, Jerry's kids. Now, this is a game with huge, huge playoff implications. I mean, really, both these teams are going to be in the playoffs. So we got the 9-1 and one Jerry's kids going up the 7-3 and three country roads, take them homes. But you got to kind of assume at this point, 
I mean, not not necessarily. Jerry's kids probably doesn't have a top two seed for sure locked, um, but they're yeah, definitely don't. So when you got three teams that are seven and three and a team that's nine and one, especially with the way we'll have these matchups going future forward here, um, a lot of things are going to happen. A lot can happen. So this game has big playoff implications in terms of that buy. Let's break this one down a little bit more than the last one. So no doubt about it. This one has our closest projections here with it being Jerry's kids projected to be the winner here. 132 points to Country Roads. Take me home. It's 128. So we're talking nuts, hairs, close on this one. Uh, Country Roads, take me home. They already had Aaron Jones go on Thursday night football. Um, he pulled in 14 points, about what he was projected to do. Mari Cooper on their first drive has 12.1 points, which almost meets his projection of 13 points for entirety of the week. So Jerry's kids has to be liking that. Um, Jerry's kids has been riding that heater of Justin Fields against the Atlanta Falcons. So if you think about that, Justin Fields, I mean, he's just been an absolute beast. Let's click him open and look at his box score here. 45, 49, 31, 27. Certainly has been trending in the right direction. That has to make Jerry's kids super happy. And it's not like he doesn't have a stud quarterback to go behind him either in Joe Burrow. So he's got position ranked quarterback number four in the year. Let's see what Justin Fields has worked his way up to number six after a slow start to the season. Um, going through here, what matchups, what matchups? Sutton against Las Vegas Raiders. Their defense has been horrendous. Jerry Judy out. you got to imagine more and more targets. I do like Dalton Schultz going against Minnesota, and he's running the two tight ends, two tight end with David Njoku back against Buffalo. Um, flip side, Foster Moreau plugged in. Michael Carter, Keenan Allen back healthy. That's got to make you a little nervous there, Ben, you know, with that hamstring. Hopefully he doesn't re-aggravate that thing. God, he's been out for so long. Um, let's do this. You know, this has just been a season of the kids. Nine and one. They keep finding ways, regardless of who they're playing, to just get stuff done. I think Jerry's kids continues that streak. Stacks on another W. Goes to 10 and one on the year. Moving on, Chasing Greatness and Dirty Van Super Punters. This is another one with playoffs. So this is one of those other 7-3 and three teams in Chasing Greatness. They're scrapping, clawing, fighting their way to try to get a first-round buy. And Dirty Van Super Punters, they're on that playoff bubble. They're scrapping and clawing, just trying to get in the playoffs. So they have a 30% chance of making the playoffs. I mean, you're getting a theme. Things are going to be crazy here across these next four weeks you know what the dirty van super punters are a big favorite actually in this one right now so they're projected 134 points to 123 really no action has happened on either side of the ball for these teams yet so this is pretty solid consistent trend um consistent um projections here who do i like who do i not like justin jefferson against dallas Justin Jefferson, if you didn't see the Vikings-Buffalo game, Buffalo Bills game live last week, I feel bad for you. It was one of the better regular season games I can remember in recent memory. Justin Jefferson was a big part of that, scoring 35 fantasy points and one of the more ridiculous catches that any of us have seen in our lifetime. Not as good as some of those catches that we were dropping this summer in the PHFL pickup game. I mean, we are elite athletes. We are very good. Pretty much every catch out there is incredible and amazing, but good catch nonetheless. Um, Dirty Van Soup punters love the wide receivers. This is where I'm a little uneasy. Curtis Samuel on the flex. 
Curtis Samuel has been good. He has even been good with Taylor Heineke there. But you know what? Him in the flex, um, I guess against not bad. It's, I think mismatch compared to Ramondre Stevenson. Not necessarily feeling your halfbacks, although I like Montgomery's matchup against the Falcons. I like Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. I don't like Kenyon Drake, excuse me, against Carolina. Because of that, uh, can't really poke any holes in chasing greatness this week. Give me the underdog here to go ahead and win this thing. Outright chasing greatness moves 8-4 and four and really puts your season in a dire situation. Nick, then we'll get to honk, honk. Honk if you're hard man at three and seven. Show me where you shit from. Show me where you shit from. Jack to the 123 two. Honk if you're hard man's 109. Um, let's look through here. Zeke Elliott is back playing, plugged in for honk if you're hard man. Paris Campbell's gonna come down from that big week he had last week. Um <laughs> I will go ahead and say AJ Brown, Debo Samuel. Chris Olave, and then I think Kyle Pitts get her rolling. So I'm going to say that show me where you shit from takes a W and covers that spread. Ultimately, probably what both teams want at this point in time. And Conk, if you're hard man, is although doing the right thing and setting a very competitive lineup, is playing their way for playoff seeding or for, uh, excuse me, uh, draft pick equity versus seeding and show me where you shit from they percent chance make the playoffs is sitting at 24 percent so they're going to try to get themselves game over 500 position themselves in a good way to get into the playoffs there you go a pretty rough no analysis really at all provided across these six games very distracted yet again with this going on i kind of like this though i kind of like doing this at 11 maybe i need to wrap it up a little bit quicker before kickoff but you know what we're gonna wrap it up put a bow on it right now what do i need to give you i need to give you guys some picks for your parlays um what are we gonna do i think monday night football if i'm not mistaken is down in mexico city i think i think it is the Cardinals versus the 49ers. So an NFC West battle. Let me open up Odd Shark here. You know, that's where I like to go to see the lines and all that good stuff. So yeah, Kansas City versus the Chargers. I'm going to go ahead and say this is Mexico City. Just take my word for it. Um, we've got the Chargers are five, or excuse me, the Chiefs are five and a half point favorite. And the over under is set at a high, high, high 52 and a half. So looking through this, hmm, what do I think? So the Chargers are supposed to be getting their weapons back in terms of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both expected to give it a go on Monday Night Football. That should be huge for Herbert as he then loses um, Everett, Gerald Everett in there. The Chiefs are going to be without Juju. Hmm. Go ahead and say this. Give me the money line upset of the Chargers. Chargers are going to go ahead. They're going to win this thing. And 52 and a half. I mean, God, that is just so high of an over. But you know what? I think they're going to give a show down there in Mexico. They're going to be running around saying, go, or whatever it is they do down there, taking their shirts off, running around. It's going to be epic. We're going to go over and we're going to go with money line w for the chargers you can tell my two and the chargers has changed and i acquired justin herbert that's probably the only reason i'm doing that but you know what 
I have go ahead. I love biases. Let them get in the way. I don't mind. I don't mind one bit. And that is going to be your locked and loaded parlay pick. Put that down. Enjoy that Monday night football. Maybe go out and get yourself Modelo, a little Corona. Maybe get yourself a soul. Whatever your Mexican beer choice is. Um, looking at you, Chad, I know you're going to get those Clamatos, no doubt about it. Modelo Clamatos, like we had to kick off this season all the way back in week one. Seems like a lifetime ago. I know you'll be drinking those. Maybe go ahead and get yourself one of those. Danica Kirkpatrick approved touchdown for the Bears. Danica Kirkpatrick approved um, taco kits. Whip that up. Watch yourself a hell of a Monday night football game down in Mexico and have a little Mexico flavor. Maybe thank yourself, Margarita. With that, looking forward for this week. Looking forward to getting the standings week. Stay tuned on when we are going to have our watch party this year. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league.